0: Hello there it's your GM Alex bringing you an intro it's been a while I know we kind of lost track of doing these we're gonna start doing them more often again uh, unless you don't want us to do that I guess let us know if you like the intros or not Uh, but this week I'm here for a very specific reason I have to tell you about something the art contest that's right A little late this year, but we have officially announced the start of our annual art contest. That means you can draw a picture, write a song, uh, paint something, make some finger puppets. As long as it's inspired by our show, you can enter your art piece to us via email, inspiringcompetence at gmail.com, or you can... Message us on Facebook, use our Discord server, however you want to get in hold of us. We've got a Twitter page, too. Uh, show us your art pieces inspired by the show. We've got almost a campaign and a half of stuff to choose from. Make something funny, make something cool, whatever you want to do. And then on June 25th, we'll be closing the doors for new entrants, and we will pick a winner and announce that, and the winner's going to get a little something. From us personally. I can't wait to see the entrance and I'm looking forward to it. Let those creative juices flow. If you need some inspiration, just strap yourselves in and get ready for episode 71 For Whom the Bell Tolls. This is Inspired Incompetence, the only podcast offering full frontal since 1996. How's everybody doing? Shaving.
1: I've got a body for nude radio.
0: <laughs> Me too. So, we are currently battling our way through the city of Vigil, population currently unknown. Uh, and you have made your way to the Sancta Iamade, which is the only, seemingly the only bastion of life left in the city with its uh, frantically tolling bell. And as you arrived, uh, you fought off a swarm of zombies and then a hungry fog and just now you got let in through this makeshift barrier by who you're not sure yet.
1: Probably some living creatures.
0: Uh, Probably. A heavy frame of rubble, timber and iron fencing surrounds the stairs that formerly ascended from the cathedral's central nave to its chancel. You see uh, Uhtred uh, you would recognize these two men as watch knights. Uh, they just pulled the spiky barrier apart for you to enter.
1: Tell me, watch knights, is Elena Varvatos with inside?
0: They say, uh, yes, yes, uh, she... Uh, well, uh, she she is in, in here. I think she went... Uh, I think she went underground uh, looking for uh, something. I'm not sure. Uh, we've just been trying to keep those undead monsters out. We have a lot of injured... Uh, in- injured people in here. We're trying to protect until we can figure out what to do.
1: And what about Sito, leader of the Knights of Ozum?
0: Oh, she she's she's with Al- Aluna. Uh, the two of them are working together.
1: And you said they went underground.
0: Yeah, they, they they both went underground. They're looking for some I don't know some some weapon or something.
1: How long ago did they descend within to the catacombs? And who's who's in charge while they're down there?
0: Well, like I said, we've been, we've been posted up here. Uh, and, uh, we're just kind of, we just kind of every once in a while get a, an update. So I, I, I'm not sure exactly how long it's been, but I don't know, maybe about an hour. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Captain Kellen Shaley is, is in charge up here. Uh,
1: can you take me to her?
0: Uh, no, I have to stay here. Uh, but you're free to, you're free to, to, to walk, walk through past, uh, past these steps. And, uh, Somebody in somebody in there should be able to take you to her.
2: Very good. Hey, uh, what happened out there, anyway?
0: I have no idea. Just everything was fine, and then there was this great green flash. And I, I was all disoriented. I I felt fell over. I almost got crushed by by a falling building. I I don't I don't know if if I was out for for some time or if. Or if no time at all had passed I, I, I i'm not really sure but every everything everybody's dead
2: if only someone could have prevented this
0: i yes i, I
2: if I, only I, someone or some people could have prevented this
0: i i agree but i think that unfortunately that's really not in the cards to worry about that right now is it i just keep saying if only and walk away from this guy are there any other survivors, uh, here? Why were you guys ringing the bell? We're just trying to get as many survivors here as possible. If anyone's still left alive out there, they hopefully should hear the bells. Unfortunately, it seems that the undead are also flocking to this place, but in the meantime, we, we have to try. And yes, we have... We have a lot of injured people have arrived here since we started tolling that bell. They're being kept in the cellar where it's where it's safe for now.
3: Was there anybody already here when uh, when you guys rang the, uh, when you guys came in? Well,
0: yes, there's Aluna Varvedos was already here and uh, there're some priests who who are also still alive. But please I'm just f- th- you can go you can go see for yourselves. It's just right through there. Viper walks past him,
3: uh, going to check the survivors. Yando, Yando.
4: Ruggiero just flies in with Utrid.
3: I imagine like Viper's just like shoving through people invisibly. Just
0: what what is this? An enormous broken church bell lies within a crater in the eastern half of this chamber's marble floor. Overhead, a partially collapsed balcony illustrates the obvious path of the Bell's descent. The western side of this room is a mass of broken marble and splintered wood across from a set of metal doors, free from debris. A makeshift gatehouse encloses wide to the south. To the north, at the top of a few cracked steps, stands a broken altar and a huge font half full of clean water. Uh, Dozens of ragged survivors huddle on bedrolls here Uh, as you're walking past you can hear snippets of horrifying tales of the explosion that rocked vigil Uh, nearly all of them talk about losing friends loved ones people that they saw rise as undead Uh, many of the survivors uh, speak of a massive bat-like creature that seems to lurk in the clouds above Uh, others talk about a uh, singular flying creature like like a, more like a man who seems to be uh, harrowing uh, people on the street level. A uh, few people, based on uh, description, uh, it would seem that this is an undead creature. Among these uh, ragged survivors, there are five uh, priests uh, moving among them. They're sharing food and provisions and words of comfort. Uh, they seem to be the, the priests that the, the two guards that you just passed through uh, were uh, referring to. In addition to Aluna Varvados as the uh, the people who are already at the church uh, when they see you coming in uh, obviously they they miss Vipira uh, and depending on well I mean you guys were talking with those guards for probably a minute so Randolph's greater invisibility yeah is probably also I'm
2: definitely not invisible. probably,
0: yeah so Vipira is just shouldering her way through the crowd uh, the priests don't seem to notice her at least at first uh, but they they hurry over to Utrid and Rogyar and Randolph they say, "Oh, thank heavens, more more survivors! Uh, please come. Uh, we have we have some spare bed rolls and and some food. Uh, do you do you need uh, do you need any healing?" Uh, so yeah, what do you guys do? Uh, Viper is uh, shouldering through the crowd, shouting for Yando. Um, you're not hearing uh, a, any response to her to her shouts.
1: Um, he said that the captain was over here.
0: Uh, I didn't think he said where the captain was, but he did say that the captain was, you know, inside.
1: I'm, I'm looking for Captain Shaley.
0: Oh, uh, yes, of course. Um, well, she's is very busy right now, but if you have any important information for her, um, she is currently upstairs. Thank you. And Uhtred's gonna make his way to the stairs. Okay.
4: Anybody else? is following Uhtred, just still kind of in a daze, but... He knows enough to just follow Uhtred. <laughs> when in days,
1: go to default <laughs> mode.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vipiera walks up to uh, uh, to any priest and pops out of invisibility, like right in front of them. Oh, um, he- oh, uh, so, I'm so sorry. Do do you, do you, can you know? Can I help you? Do Do you know if any
0: survivor of the name Yando is here? Oh, I don't know. There's there's so many people here, and uh, useless. The, she goes up to
3: the uh, to the next priest, and like just rinse and repeat. Uh, if one it, of them has any information, great. Cool. So
0: Vipera is doing the equivalent of demanding where a specific patient in a hospital is to a nurse who's on her third shift in a row, and when the person doesn't immediately say what room and floor they're on calls them useless and moves on to another nurse yeah exactly cool uh that's how you get it done if you're just like do you know where somebody named yando is they're just like i don't know there's freaking a million people in here like because there's the the five priests here and then you guys but just scattered everywhere in this room are people on cots this room is very full of people
2: there couldn't be more than eleven and a half thousand. where is Yendo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah none uh none of
0: the none of the priests really have much useful information for you if if that's your tactic for each one of them.
3: I mean right now she's in a frantic state, but uh maybe after uh maybe after a couple of minutes she'll she'll start being a little bit more uh tactical about it all
0: right. So I guess we'll check back with Viper after a couple minutes, but everybody else uh, goes upstairs. Several cots and stools are jammed onto this balcony beneath an enormous hanging tapestry. Uh, so there's the stairs that uh, circle around, uh, meeting in like the north end of this room and going down the stairs to the the southeast or the southwest, bring you back down to that main room that you just came from, uh, but. Going into like the center where the stairs meet, and then going south, there's a small room. There are some people resting on cots, and then there's a set of double doors that are just left open that go farther south, and that's where that balcony is. Among like normal looking citizens, on three of the cots, you can see what look like more uh, watch knights, but they seem to be injured. Uh, moving south through those double doors, uh, you eventually come across a uh, dark-skinned woman with like, toe-blonde hair and a frick, just a frickin' most enormous great sword you've ever seen. It looks like a frickin' like, World of Warcraft two-handed sword. Bigger than uh, Citos? I was saying this is not Cito? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the picture, I think it's just like, a. I, th- I think it's the artist just kind of <laughs> letting the size of the sword get away from him. Because uh, I mean it looks like it's bigger than C does, but I don't think it's supposed to be. It's like glowing blue and it's like this just freaking marvelous looking sword. Uh she's got a few potions like strapped to uh to like a holster. She's just kind of spooling through uh all these like charts at a small desk. As you approach her, she she looks up and she sees you and for you can tell for for a second she's like trying to like recognize who you are and when she realizes that she doesn't recognize you and therefore your your new arrivals uh she puts her uh her notes down she says oh good more survivors from the city where 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 did you come from
1: well we came from underneath the city
0: underneath the city yes like in the sewers
1: like in the sewers and below we were sent down looking for the last member of the six wise crow on behest of Sito
0: oh oh okay uh well if you're looking for Sito she's uh, descended below here into the ossuaries of the Fallen.
1: yes I, I've I heard from the
0: watchman at the front gate
1: do you know how long ago her and Elena went down there
0: she sighs uh, exasperated breath she said it's, it's going on an hour now I they said that they might only be gone for for ten minutes. Uh, they went down looking for uh, Luna. Knew that it was there. Uh, it's a, this sacred ballista bolt called Iamade's Needle. I don't know if you noticed that that thing flying above the city. Uh, we're not entirely sure what it is, but it's we've come to calling it the Haunting Dark. It's fast and it's dangerous, uh, and it, we've we've gotten reports of people who manage to reach the outer the outer limits of the city and that that's when that thing swoops down and attacks it covers them with this greasy darkness clouds of negative energy and nobody has stood a chance so far and you guys might be aware of uh, Dondon who followed you up the stairs and he does like a kind of like a squirm at these words but uh but but uh, aluna said that that. This ballista bolt would be a powerful weapon against that thing. Once we can take care of it, we should be able to uh, get the survivors here out of the city, or at least start moving them, uh, without worrying about them getting slaughtered.
1: Well, I'm certainly worried that they haven't returned yet.
0: As am I. I, I. I'm about to send people down to look for them, but I just can't spare the men. We're just barely holding down this place as it is. Yes, it appears so.
1: When we arrived there was a rather large troop of undead banging at your front gate. <sighs> well, I will go down and see if I can find them. But since you are the person in charge as of right now, it's important that you know that this was the result of Tarbafan, and I have reason to believe that he may be free from Gallowspire.
0: She looks around. And if you follow her gaze, she's looking at like people on cots and everybody seems to be either like sleeping or just like, like, oh, oh, just like moaning in pain, like kind of like in their own heads. Uh, and then she looks back at you and she says, please keep that information to yourself for now. There's nothing we can do about that. If that's true. But these people they're barely clinging to hope as it is
1: no I, I agree I've only divulged that to you and my fellow travelers who obviously were there when I discovered this information
0: good uh, when you when you find Sito and Aluna in the ossuaries uh, feel free to divulge it to them but please these these people they may just Lay, their, lay themselves down on the streets outside, if they hear about that.
1: Well, nonetheless, as you in charge, you need to know what we are up against, so... I'll let you decide how you want that information divulged to the men,
0: but... Thank you for your discretion.
1: Where's the entrance to the ossuary?
0: Back downstairs through the double doors. Uh, I put Sergeant Nimorn Theld uh, above the trapdoor to guard it personally. Here, and she, like, just writes down really quick on a piece of paper, hands it to you, and says, Give that to Nimorn. He's under strict orders to let no one down that trapdoor without my say so. So give that to him, he'll, and he'll grant you access.
1: Thank you, Captain. Well, we're already behind on time, so.
0: Uh, Dondon, like, clears his throat. <clears throat. So, once we get that ballista bolt, what's the next course of action? How are we supposed to kill that thing with it? I didn't see any ballistas outside. And Captain Kellen, uh, she she looks at him and she says, Well, the next part of the plan is to transport the ballista bolt to that remaining tower to the south. Uh, we've been communicating with with more survivors over in that tower through. And she, she points up above her uh, with some clever mirror and light tricks using morse code there's uh have some some more men above us uh exchanging information they're ready to receive that ballista bolt and once we have it well we'll need to lower that thing down once we do hopefully uh we can get it with a telling blow but it will be tricky to once once we have that ballista bolt We'll have to transport everybody here over to that tower. We can't afford to split our forces. Any any remaining here won't be able to continue to hold this place down. We'll have to move through the city as a group. So what do you
1: guys do? Uhtred turns around and starts to head down.
0: All right, so meanwhile, Vipira's been going up to people, looking for Yanda with little success. You changing your tactics at all?
3: Yeah, so uh, the first few, you know... Uh, She waited, like, maybe 30 seconds for an explanation, didn't get anything. So now she's going to be like... She's going to walk up to the next person and say... Look, Yando is... uh, He was resurrected earlier, probably the... I mean, maybe the only person who was resurrected today.
0: Uh, The Half-Orc? Yes, yes, the Half-Orc. Yes. Um... I haven't seen him. Uh, with all the with all the chaos, uh, we've just been worried about bringing in people and keeping undead out. Uh, but I, I know that he was resurrected uh, uh, through there. And she uh, she points to the double doors. Viper immediately goes to run for it. All right, uh, you're probably maybe like a half minute ahead of the rest of the group. All right. So Vipera goes through these double doors, and uh, once an enclosed uh, transept to the east of the uh, the church, this area is now open to the sky due to the cathedral's damaged roof. Uh, the debris around the the church is heaped in large piles, with spikes of wood and metal to deter attacks. Despite that, it looks like this is a pretty vulnerable uh, section of the of the church. Uh, while the 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 troops that the the troop that you fought to get in here uh, were banging against uh, some pretty solid barriers, it se- it would appear just from looking at it, that if they had come around to the east side of the building, uh, they would have had a significantly easier time getting in. So it seems like a weak spot in the uh, in the fortifications. But you, you burst through the doors, and you see, uh, you see six guards all standing at attention. There's no, there's no like, cots or survivors over here. Uh, and the, the guard immediately in front of you, who's standing in front of uh, an enormous trapdoor on the floor, uh, he turns to you and says, What? What is it? Yando! Yando! Speak sense, girl! What do you want? I want Yando. Where is he? I have no idea. That we have injured survivors down below, but I don't know any of their names.
3: He's a half-orc,
0: and he was resurrected yesterday. They said that he'd be here. Where is he? He he, he has a significant look at Vipira's words, like not not like oh him, but like kind of like looks like shocked and then sad, maybe at like the the morbid irony of. This person was resurrected yesterday, and now this is happening today. He says I don't know. Uh there, there are several half orcs down below, but I don't as I said, I don't know any of their names, and unfortunately, uh, probably seeing your the eagerness in your eyes, he, he holds his his spear firm and he says, Unfortunately, I can't permit you to go down there without the say so from the captain.
3: I'm going to guess that Sito is somewhere down below. am I
0: correct? Yes, okay. Well, who's gonna go fetch Sito? Sito can fetch herself. Thank you very much,
3: yeah. when when did she leave? And uh, this entire time, uh essentially, Vipier is gonna wait for the rest of the crew to kind of like catch up here.
0: She's probably gonna be spitting words at this dude, like hard. Yeah, this guy seems like he has a lot of respect for Sito, based on his responses. Like he says, he she left about an hour ago on a very important mission, uh, and as you're as as you're like doing a back and forth with this guy, the the other soldiers here uh, they seem to get pretty uncomfortable because it looks like their pro their orders were probably to uh, like keep their attention out past the fortifications for attacks but they're also like kind of wary at this this person who's just being a little belligerent and distracting their uh their sergeant uh, but so their attention's kind of divided right now uh but yeah I'd say probably like not like 20 seconds into this is uh, everybody else kind of shows up and you may be unsurprised to learn that vipira has gotten into a, an argument with somebody in the in the couple minutes that you were separated.
1: Already fighting with somebody, Viper. I see. They're not I'd... letting me through. Of course not. They're under orders not to let
0: anyone through. Even survivors? That's right, and he... Yes! The, oh, the sergeant says, that's right, and he, like, redoubles the, the grip on his spear.
1: Well, sergeant, I do have orders from Captain Shaylee Lee to actually let us through, and unfortunately, that includes this... Sharp tongued woman.
0: He, uh. And I hand him the little scribbled note. Alright, he kind of curls his lip. He, uh, he reads the note real quick and he says, Very well. And he, uh, he turns around. He, he hefts the, the trap door up and he stands to the side and he says, Good luck.
1: Thank you, Sergeant. After you, Vipira.
3: Uh, Vipira starts heading down. Uhtred would follow after Vipura.
4: In what might seem like a strange turn, Rogiar doesn't even question it. He's just like, all right, this is happening again. He just follows Uhtred right down.
1: This is my life now. I'm an actual dwarf who has to spend the majority of his time underground. Yeah, like,
4: (laughs) well, that, like, Rogiar is, like, seeing Vigil like that, like, that broke Rogiar. He's just going through the motions right now.
0: So you go through the trap door, and this large rectangular cellar is crammed with bedrolls and minor personal belongings. Eight stout stone pillars hold up the ceiling, each carved with depictions of saints. Stairs ascend to the north where you came from, near a large barricade of wood timbers and metal spikes. A second similar barricade stands near a gap in the cellar's western wall. Although a stone, lintel, and posts are visible at the top of this gap, the stone around the doorframe has crumbled away, resulting in a wider opening. As you're descending the steps and you get to this barrier, and it looks like it's designed to keep people out, uh, as opposed to... It's preventing people from going down, as opposed to uh, coming out of the... this place, uh... So you're like just approaching this barrier and being like, oh, we better step past this thing carefully or like start moving it. You see a priest uh, approaching you, uh, probably heard the trap door opening. uh, And he says, I'm not sure what you're doing down here, but just just hold it. Hold it right there. Let me uh, move this barrier to the side. So as he's uh, moving this barrier to the side, uh, you can see that there's like nearly 40 survivors in this room all crowded together. Uh, stretched out on bedrolls. You hear it now echoing off of the uh, subterranean walls and ceiling. You can hear the same tales of horror that, they, that the survivors above you were telling. After a couple rounds of waiting, the barriers moved aside and you can uh, come down. And you don't have much of a chance to walk around in this room when you all hear uh, somebody call out, Utrid, do I recognize the voice with the face that
1: the voice belongs to?
0: It's your brother Roland. Fuck. <laughs> um, he looks super happy to see you, and he like a- a- almost looks like he can't believe that it's you at first, and he like kind of staggers towards you. He he doesn't look like he's extremely injured, so him being down here might seem kind of out of place. Uh, he like. Staggers up to you and then like closes the last few feet at like almost a run and he embraces you in like a super tight hug. He was like, I can't believe that you're here. How, how did you survive?
1: It's, it's not important. Where's father and Gerald and your mother?
0: You can feel his entire body shaking uh, like, he, like he's still hugging you and it just turns into like like fits of of sorrow you can feel his head shaking, and you can feel hot tears uh, d- dripping off of his face onto the like the back of your neck.
1: Tell and me, girls, Roland.
0: Uhtred, Uhtred, they're all dead. Uhtred, I, I watched them. I, when I, when it all happened, they, I came to, and they 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 were already gone. F- father was he was still alive. He. he 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 came he came with us to to the the church. We heard the bells, but he he didn't make it. it was something it was flying through the streets and it got it it got him and he, we just barely we barely made it out of there, but father he couldn't make it. Utr and he keeps saying we and that's when you uh you look past him and you see uh laying on a cot is his very pregnant wife Cass and it is very clear that she is currently in labor and she's just like
4: (laughs) (sighs) Roland
0: (sighs) and uh Roland he kind of uh his his hug slackens a little bit and he uh he takes a step back and uh looks at you and he says I'm I'm sorry I I have to I have to, I have to I have to go back and he he goes back to to Cass and he's like holding her hand and coaching her through uh breathing. Uh he's he's still close enough to you where like like you can like still converse with him. But he just like he looks at you and he says, "I'm I'm so sorry, Uhtred, the way that I treated you. I'm I'm sorry." We don't have we time bo- for that. Listen we both me. are. No, it's just important that you know that it, we were so stupid. none of it mattered
1: Roland where it it doesn't matter listen listen to me good you two stay here until I come back and if for some reason the temple is breached before I get back Gerald had set up a a house outside the city limits with some provisions in case something happened if you must head there
0: okay I I think I know where he would have gone for that
1: Stay as long as you can. If I come back and you're not here I will make my way to the house to meet back up with you.
0: Okay. But Utri, what what will you do?
1: What I must do and Utrid's gonna just turn on that and start heading over to the other barricade. He'll kinda of, the guard that opened up the barricade and I assume since closed it.
0: Yeah, he would have closed it uh after you all came back down.
1: As uh Ucher comes back towards him. He'll say, uh, Captain Shay Lee sent us down to investigate what's taking Sito and Elena so long down there.
0: All right. Um, I'll move the barriers aside for you again, but I'll have to close them after you. If there's anything, if there's anything back there that yes, you need no. to make a hasty retreat from, I, I have to look after the well-being of the people in here.
1: No, I, I we understand.
0: He gives you a, a firm nod, and uh, walks over to the the barricade in the to the west in the center of the room. It's been a pretty steady clip of you guys going around talking to people, going somewhere else talking to people. But uh, Randolph, have you like taken a minute since you got here to get Thalias out of your head, or is he just is he just chilling there?
2: Well, now? yeah. So he would be chilling in there while we were above with people. But as soon as we get into like a you know. Like, if we're going somewhere where there's potential danger, and there's not a bunch of people to scare. Not that he's scary, just, you know, I would get him back out. So this this would be a good time to get him back out.
0: All right. All right, with that, he takes a few rounds to part the barriers and let you through. And then he closes them after you. If we're entering a dungeon, Viper
3: immediately goes back into invisibility.
0: Okay. Bleached skulls line the walls of this low room, neatly arranged in shallow niches. Each skull is engraved across the forehead with a name and two dates. The lowest niches hold stone boxes filled with grey powder, instead of skulls. Four smaller pillars surround a much larger pillar adorned with inlays of gold and silver, and individual niches containing skulls. To the south, a statue of an angel towers over a fountain filled with still, dark water. A stone double door stands to in the north wall, and a crumbled opening leads east, where you came from.
1: Uh, detect magic.
0: Okay. You're not detecting any magical auras.
1: And it appears that the only exit from this room is to
0: the north. Um. Yeah. You guys can give me a uh, knowledge geography check. Twenty-seven. Nineteen. Utrid. Uh, and Randolph would uh, understand that the skulls in here uh, would be the remains of former citizens of Vigil now laid to rest. know that once an ossuary is completely filled it gets sealed to kind of uh, prevent the corpses from being turned into undead and attacking the city. Uh, While this uh, ossuary is nearly full uh, it's not full yet it hasn't been sealed. Uh each skull is carved with the deceased person's name, a date of birth, and a date of death. The boxes in the niches look like uh, you would know that they would contain uh, bone dust. The remains of the skeletons that match the skulls. You see that the skulls in the lar- uh, along the large central pillar are gilded. Uchred, you would know that uh, they're from honored priests of Iomedae. The niches uh, for these skulls are positioned between frescoes depicting 10 of Iomedae's 11 legendary miracles. Um, at the pillar's northwest edge is a blank spot where the 11th miracle would be depicted. Uh, anybody who wants to give me a perception check, though? Uh, 34. That nah, 22. Uh, Rogiar and Randolph. Uh, in this blank space, uh, you find... It looks like a secret door. Uh, that's convenient. How do we open it? Uh, well, it seems to be locked, and I'm sorry. Uh, now that I'm reading through everything, there's just so much information in this part of the book. Uh, there actually is a magical aura that, you know, uh, incorporated into a, uh, a secret door, I guess would have taken Uhtred a, an extra minute to uh, locate. You can give me a spellcraft check, Uhtred. 27. Uh, you identify the aura as an arcane lock spell, uh, being, uh, incorporated into this door, uh, which would make the, 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 the disabled device DC, uh, extremely high.
1: That door appears to have a, a lock spell on it. I don't think any of us are going to have the ability to get through it without the key.
2: I look over uh, at the Is that something that he can do?
0: Uh, Probably.
2: Cause I can see what's on. Like I can use his senses now as mine. yep Maybe which would be you can even additionally help from helpful. the inside. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. Let's try it.
0: All right. So you send Tholias through. There appears to be the entire pillar is uh, actually like a hidden staircase.
2: Oh, there's a staircase back here. And I know there's a range as to how far I can send him. Can I go? Can I have him go down the steps a little bit? Get as much info as I can? Uh,
0: yeah. That man is so damn handy. Uh, while Thalias is doing that, anybody who wants to can give me a survival check. Sixteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, Rogiar. Uh, this, this room uh, has not been used uh, very often or recently. Um and once you're, once you're in there a while and you're looking around, you do notice uh, it looks like there are a couple sets of tracks that enter this room. One of them goes right to the central pillar and would have appeared to just, like, disappear there, but you think maybe they bypassed that uh, secret door. Uh, the other trail leads north and goes through the double doors. So, anyway, with Elias... So he goes down the steps.
2: And while uh, I'm uh while I'm using him as uh like my eyes, I'm gonna be saying what I see to like the group. So I'm just basically standing still sure. going, Oh, there's you know, this and that. A step. Oh, wait. <laughs> Another step. Good lord, there's at least four or five, maybe even more.
0: Uh have Thalias give me a perception check, please. Okay. And is Thalias going to try to be stealthy at all?
2: Oh yeah, he's a stealth boy.
0: So have me. So I have him roll a stealth as well.
2: Well, his perception didn't come up too good, and in fact, his stealth Oop. didn't either. Uh, that's a one perception and okay. a thirteen
0: stealth. So Theliez gets to the bottom of the stairs and comes to a landing uh, that kind of like hairpins back. Uh, he like gets to the landing facing uh, east and immediately hairpins south and then west. And uh, with his amazing perception check, he doesn't notice anything before uh, entering. This next room. Uh, The room is lined with burial niches in every wall. Many niches are empty, but some contain skulls, weapons, or armor. At the room's western end, uh, short sets of stairs lead to a broad platform. A mural on the side of the platform depicts several knights of Ozum fighting a horde of skeletons in city streets. Above the mural, an inscription reads, The Knight of Bones, 3559AR its fiendish architect forever bound. The floor of the platform contains a large ring of glowing arcane symbols. You see Aluna Varvados floating in the air above this ring, unconscious but clutching a silvery spear in one hand. About halfway into this room, uh, much closer to Thelias, uh, uh, he sees a creature, this muscular violet demon walks upon elephantine feet. Large, razor-sharp horns cover its body. Uh, it just seems to be kind of looking around the room, like through the niches, like maybe it's just looking for something. Uh, but Thalias enters the room, just kind of foot slapping his way along, and it stops looking, and it straightens up, and it looks over at Thalias.
2: Back of the head. Immediately.
0: Okay. Let's go. Into the head or just next to you?
2: Next to me. Good call. All right. And I've described all that while I was, you know, it's like down, just like how you were doing it. And then, uh, and there's a large monster and then it wakes
0: up and, lo- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's looking at me and it's taking a step and then, ah! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody who wants to can give me a knowledge planes check, uh, given, uh, Randolph's description. 24. Randolph. Okay. All right. So with that, Utrid uh, and Viper didn't roll quite high enough to really know what this thing was based on Randolph's description. But Randolph got first hand vision of this thing, knows that it is a horned demon, also known as a Calavacus. And upon him saying that, Vipira and Utrid's knowledge checks are now high enough to actually uh, know what that is. Vipira can ask one question. Utrid and Randolph can also ask one question.
2: Um,
0: offensive move, some cool
2: offensive ability.
0: Okay. You know that it has a powerful charge. Uh, if it charges at you, uh, it can gore you with its horns for uh, a basically damage wise it's like an auto crit with its horns but it's just that's normal damage so it could still crit like it could crit that damage as well
4: oh so basically it treats its horns like a lance while charging
0: yeah 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 that's a good way to put it Vipera or Uhtred you have one question each any DR it has DR 10 that is bypassed by good aligned weapons now you said it was a demon? Yes.
1: Now, how about another cool offensive ability?
0: Oh, pretty cool. You know about their enslave soul ability. I hate that already. <laughs> uh a, Calav- a Calavacus can attempt to enslave a- the soul of any mortal creature within 60 feet as a swift action. The Calavacus must have line of sight to the target. The target can resist this special attack with a will save, but is staggered for one round even if the save is successful. If the save is successful, the creature is immune to this ability for 24 hours. If the save is a failure, the target's soul is enslaved. Uh, This creature takes a minus 6 penalty on all attack rolls and saving throws against the demon. Uh, and if a creature with an enslaved soul is slain by that demon the soul immediately infuses the demon's body affecting it with a heal spell caster level 12, so it just immediately heals up to 120 hit points jesus
3: christ a Calavacus can
0: can have only one mortal soul enslaved at a time so that's some good news if it enslaves a second soul the first is released this is a mind affecting death effect so yeah randolph sends the lies down the stairs describes everything including uh the demon and the fact that aluna seems to be in some sort of torpid torpid re- anim- uh torpid animation uh just floating above uh this platform uh perhaps as a prisoner and also there's a demon down there uh, and it seems to be pretty bad news
2: now does she look like she's currently in slate has that soul enslaved thing or don't we know that
0: uh, you're not really sure what that would look like. Uh, okay. She seemed to be like unconscious and floating in the air, which based on the description of that ability doesn't seem to be. Okay. Uh, but he could still have her soul enslaved. And if he chose to could kill her and heal himself a bunch. But that's, that's a big if. Right. Uh, gotcha. Thalias did notice that Aluna was like clutching some sort of silvery spear. Perhaps that was the ballista that she came down here for. Gotcha. A bolt. So, what do you guys do? Uh, well, this might not be the best
4: time to bring it up, but it looks like when, like, I'm assuming it was what? Sito and Eluna that came down here? Well, it looks like one of them went down where Thalias went, and the other one went up through those double doors over there, and he points to the north. It sure seems like Eluna's in trouble but maybe not immediately so should we see if like something happened to maybe Sito through that through those doors
2: either way Sito would give us more information potentially I mean we know there's a fight down there well unless we can get
1: through that arcane lock not sure we have much of another choice
0: <clears throat> I can attempt it sure all right Vipira takes out her lock picking tools. Give me a disabled device check. Uh, 23. You fail to disable the lock.
3: Guys, long shot here, but what if we knock
2: on the door? Mm. Randolph thinks that maybe he didn't explain himself good. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It starts to to re-explain what's behind the door. Donnan says, there's a monster down there. We're not about to start knocking. It probably already knows that somebody's up here when it saw... uh, uh, that that saw Randolph's uh, spirit friend oh He's my. probably on high alert
3: now God it dawned and you're still here Ugh. anyway no, what I'm saying is we know that there is a body down there that is currently holding what we're after. The easiest method would be to just get the fight done and over with yeah. I mean, none of us really want to be down here in the first place, right?
4: Yeah, well, how do you propose getting through the door, then?
3: Knocking! Alerting the demon that we're here. Saying,
1: hey, open the door, please. My my only hesitation with that vibe here is, look how close we are to all those injured people in the next room.
3: If that thing gets out while we're away, it's not going to matter too much, is it?
4: I mean, away? We're going... 40 feet over there into more tunnels Roger flies over and opens the double doors he's we're just wasting time talking about this <laughs> Okay, it's, it's um... too risky
1: Vipira I understand you're worried about him getting away but at what cost we can't put more lives in in danger she's literally holding
3: the uh the thing that we need
1: right you're working under the assumption that, that demon doesn't end up killing us and then walking right next door and killing all those helpless people.
3: You're working under the assumption that it can't already do that, along with the fact that it currently holds the key in that room with it. It knows that we're here. Meanwhile,
0: Rogier's been uh, trying to open these double doors, and while they uh, they are opening, uh, it seems like there's like some sort of resistance. Like there might be something like piled in front of it. And it's, it's opening with a lot of, uh, with a lot of resistance and it's like making a little bit of noise too, but it, it's still, it's not, it might take you a, a couple rounds to kind of like, like, uh, uh, and you finally open the doors, a long hallway lined with skulls ends at a stone double door to the South that you came from and an alcove to the North along the east and west walls a total of eight stone doors each bear a different name on a metal plate sito is clearly visible about halfway down and uh she looks like she just like came out of one of those uh doors she heard the double doors being opened and she like hurried over and she's like ready for a fight she sees utrid and rogyar up front and uh she she doesn't she doesn't relax, but she, uh, you know, she, she, you know, you can see, like, some, like, recognition in her, in her eyes, but she looks, like, very, very on edge. She says, Stay back! What, what are you doing here?
1: We came to find you and Elena. We have information on what happened up above.
0: Uh, uh we, we split, we split up. Aluna went, uh, she, she went into that pillar, and she went to go look for the, The ballista ball. I I came over here to look for the ballista ball.
1: She found it, but it seems like she's not in the best of shape right now. There's a demon in there with her.
0: A demon. Uh, Well, and she she's like speaking to you, and she's like engaged with you, but she keeps like turning her head to the side, like 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 a gazelle who like. Like is like alert for like a pouncing lion or something. She, like, she looks very distracted. What are um, you
1: looking out for?
0: What? No. There's danger everywhere now. We should always be looking out for for danger. Uh, I'm
1: detect just, magic. Okay. And if that doesn't do anything, I want to maybe a sense motive. Yeah. Sense yeah. D- motive d- definitely kinda... a sense
4: motive. Um. But yeah, that's a thirty-two <laughs> sense motive. Uh, thirty-two for me.
0: High five. 18 Hell yeah! Sito is behaving like a kid who stole their parents' booze, and they stashed the booze under the mattress when they heard their parent opening the door. Yeah, she says, "Look, I, I, am sure there's something in here that we can that we can use. You guys can, uh, maybe you guys should go back up Aluna, and I'll, and I'll just keep." Uh, searching here. I'm sure there's something useful. Cito, what are you hiding? You've been down here for an hour. What are you doing? She kind of like, her her like head snaps again and you guys can like faintly hear this like just very quiet and like slurred whisper. Not really sure where it's coming from. And uh, you can like just barely make out like it's and she uh her head like snaps back to you and she's like whoa, whoa, me what what about you where have you been it's been we've we've been just hanging on by a thread over here and you you were supposed to go down into the sewers and, and fix all this obviously you failed Vipira
3: slowly getting very very pissed off but Dead SETO would not look good. So
4: Where has she been like glancing to when she gets like nervous?
0: I mean, you guys got fucking fallen ass sense motive checks. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> uh, she's she's glancing behind her to her right at the second to last door on the western side of the hall.
1: Am I and- detect magic? Return those results, other than like.
0: There's a lot of magic in here. Sito uh, has a lot of magic items on her. Uh, she seems to have a lot of spell effects currently on her, and you think that you can sense some like ambient glowing from some magic spells or items coming from that door. She keeps glancing back at, but she uh, she like she points a finger at you and she says, "She says what? Am I, am I on trial now?" I'm back.
3: I'm going to intimidate her. I'm going to make her run into the next room.
0: Well, and
4: Roger is going to sl- start slowly like gliding into the into this hallway.
1: Yeah, Uchiha kind of wants to start going to the other side to peek in and
0: When you guys start like making your way forward, uh she uh she draws her sword and says, "Look, everybody in this city is dead. The people down here, they're they're doomed. All we can do now is 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 save ourselves? You just get just get back. That's, just,
1: that's not you speaking, Sito. Uh,
3: a thirty to intimidate. You better get out of here now, Sito. The rest of your troops are waiting on a strong leader, which apparently is you. Get
2: your ass out of here now. My uh my training with the mentally unstable, as in myself. Um, leads me to believe that
0: this isn't the best course of action, but I'm going to see where it goes. Yep. Um, is Vipira making herself visible for this? Oh yeah. She pops up right in front of her. 30 is n- not going to beat that DC by 10. So Vipira pops out of invisibility and lays down that that guilt trip and she like bears her teeth in, in like hatred at the sight of Vipira and you hear the the whispers uh again and now they're much louder the whispers say they can't leave it's the only
1: way and don't listen to it sito
0: two creatures appear like kind of like out of the walls and sito uh looks she like looks back at uh at the door, slash, you know, one of those creatures that's behind her, and when she looks back at Vipera, uh, you can see just fear and rage controlling her actions. And everybody, roll initiative.
2: We're fighting. We're actually fighting Sito now. <laughs> yep.
0: You are actually fighting Sito. Fucking finally, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom has been waiting for this since, I, like, I, session number two Tom, of, I, of I, this I, book.
1: I feel like you're not going to have a good time going one-on-one I, I, with her. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> like,
0: I don't
3: care. It's happening already. You're having this, sure like, is.
1: euphoria of, like, finally, I hate this person, and I have she such like shot. <laughs> yeah, I have such fear. she's going to be like, you fucking twat, I am a leader, <laughs> like,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Rogiar. Uh, initiative. 18.
4: Vipira,
3: Vipira 24.
4: Uhtred.
1: Uh 16.
4: Randolph, I'm initiative. 7. Perfect. That is perfectly uh, illustrative of Randolph's willingness for this fight.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm in the back, like, oh, Cito, thank god. Oh, she's a little skittish, and maybe not telling us the truth, and something's up. But at least we're not gonna appear in front of her and start fighting. <laughs> uh, just real quick, did I
3: beat her uh dc at all for that intimidate
0: Mm-hmm. okay okay up first is vipera <laughs> yes oh glory days also um we can do those knowledge religion checks for the creatures that have uh uh appeared got 26 i got a 10 i got a 12 Vipera with 14. All right, Utred, you identify these creatures as fallen. These ghostly crusaders float just above the ground, yet despite their phantom-like appearance, their armor and weapons seem quite solid. When a righteous crusader is denied the path to the afterlife in death, its spirit can rise as one of the fallen, undead driven to enact a crusade against all life in a frustrated corruption of their beliefs you can ask me two questions about Fallen.
1: Do they have any resistances?
0: You know that they resist the first five points of any acid or fire damage.
1: And how about any DR?
0: They do not have DR, but you know that they are incorporeal. Huh? Meaning they take half damage from any uh, magical weapons or spells and no damage from non-magical weapons.
2: And... They can be purge spirited,
0: uh yes, they can all right, Vipira, it is still your turn all right, well, in that case, they could be dealt with by Thalias, then I'm going to go after Cedo. okay she ha- she's had her sword drawn this entire time, just f y i
3: okay, that's fine
0: uh twenty five to hit twenty five will hit
3: four. 16, 34 damage. Okay. And then a 19 to hit. Are you doing any of your sneak
0: attack things? Oh, yes.
3: Uh, Yes, a minus minus to AC. So for me, that's a minus four. For anybody else, it's a minus two. Mm -hmm. And then uh, a minus one to, let's say, strength. So a 19 with that. Uh, with that penalty, hopefully,
0: A nineteen will miss her flat-footed AC minus four. Oh, oh.
2: no! All that right. was your chance, Tom. You blew it. Oh, yeah.
0: You blew it. I'm Make blew a new it. character. <laughs> <laughs> Up next is the Fallen. Uh-oh. Like uh Oh. Like so the n- Sorry. This one to the north is going to going to provoke as it moves around Vipera into a flanking position.
3: So, a 23 to hit. A 23 will hit. And 12 damage, uh, 12 normal slashing damage. And then for the
0: fire is 2, and then the acid is 6. Okay. So after it takes that attack from Vipera, it finishes its movement, gets into a flanking position, turns around, and takes a swing at Vipera with its... Seemingly like real, like solid longsword natural one. (laughs) That's what we like to see.
2: Confirm it.
4: That's gonna be a 19 to confirm. That confirms. All right, it's a melee attack. Not Mm -hmm. is it melee or natural? It's melee. Okay, this is called fling. The oh, fallen it. drops its weapon, and it lands 1d6 squares away in a random direction. <laughs> Woof. Okay.
0: It's going to be four squares away. Oh, shit. Uh, I just looked up an ability that it has, and unfortunately, that fumble kind of fizzles with this creature. Its, oh. its sword uh, cannot leave its possession. Oh, wow. Nope. so it flings itself or <laughs> 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 it takes a wild swing and any practiced swordsman like Uhtred uh, would look at that and go oh he just lost his sword like in Vi- Vipira having front row tickets to that swing would probably even see that like it's got like an open hand like it's fingers aren't even grasped around the sword and yet the sword still, like, remains centered. Like, the pommel is still centered in the, uh, like, right... Or, not the pommel, but the, like, the handle of the sword is still centered right in the palm of the Fallen. And it recovers from that awkward movement and closes its fingers around its sword again. Okay, so it's the other Fallen's turn, and it's going to take a five-foot step... West, so it can get in its own flanking position, and it's going to full attack on Utrid. That's a 18 to hit. Nope. Wow, this D20 wants another natural one so fucking bad. <laughs> uh, Give that's it to a 17 it. to hit. Nope. Uh, Give two it two longsword swings, and now it's going for uh, some shield bashes with its shield in its other hand. That's a 29 to hit, your flat footed AC. Yeah, that'll hit. Okay, and then 18.
1: I didn't realize it was against my flat-footed, so that actually does hit.
0: An 18 hits your flat-footed? Yeah. Oh, what did I get for the second longsword Seven, swing? 17. 17, does that hit your flat-footed, I see? That does not. All right, so two shield slams. First one, you take 18 points of damage. The The shield itself didn't really seem to, like, like you, you felt a little bit, but like once the shield... Makes contact with you, uh, beyond like the kinetic force, there's this like little explosion of negative energy that overcomes you. Second shield bash, you take another eight points of damage. Uh, wait, hold on, your O balls you absorb an amount of negative energy equal to double your uh character level, so you actually don't take any of that negative energy. <laughs> Whoa, so. You still take the damage from the shield slam, which totals three. So that's a big difference. That's a huge um, difference. Yeah. These guys just got way less threatening. Um, but I'm going to need you to make two will saves, please.
1: 22 and 26.
0: Ooh, nice. You feel this uh, this chill of fear uh, with each of those shield slams, but you fight through the effect up next is Rokyar
4: okay well then Rogyar is just going to float five feet to the north to limit attacks of opportunity okay um, and he is going to blast this
0: guy right in the face the one you're right next to? yep alright uh, so he's going to make an attack of opportunity with his long sword yep natural two
4: All right, so uh, I will take the burn to empower this. uh, Deadly aimed air blast. Oh, no. damn it, that's a natural one. Roll a confirm. It's a 28 to confirm.
0: Does not confirm. Jesus. All right, well, it's been a rough start on all sides. Uh, Uhtred, you're up next. I'm going to...
1: I think I'm just going to take a normal swing with Valo. Like a full round on the blue guy. Okay. Okay, so the first one is a 33 to hit. 33 will hit. Okay, are they chaotic? They are not. So that's going to be 8 slashing damage. Okay. And then the second attack is a 15 to
0: hit. 15 will not hit.
1: Alright, then I'll just take a 5 foot step across the hallway
0: and now it's Sito's turn uh, as a swift action Sito raises her enormous sword in the air and she uh, shouts I am a day smite this criminal and the sword to your surprise maybe uh, reacts with a divine holy glow and it seems to like the glow like increases its uh, it, like, forms an outline, uh, giving the illusion that the sword has grown even bigger still. <laughs> and she takes a full attack on Vipira.
3: I'm sure this is fine. Yeah, I'm certain is not dead.
0: That's going to be a 33 to hit.
3: <laughs> yeah, that hits.
0: And a 20 to hit. Does not hit. You take 32 points of damage Oof. with her enormous long sword. I think my
3: small claws did a little bit more. Okay.
0: (laughs) Up next is Dondon. Dondon's going to cast Magic Missile on the southernmost fallen. As a force effect, it deals full damage, and the fallen takes 17 points of damage. And now it's Randolph's turn.
2: All right. So I am going to try out my new ability. All right. The one that's called Purge, Purge Spirit. Spirit. Yep. And All I'm right. I'm going to do it also on the southernmost one.
0: All right. He's got to make a will save, I believe.
2: And I'm going to say, uh, there's not enough room on this plane for you. And here it comes.
0: 16. So it's going to take half damage, and it won't be staggered.
2: All right. I'll take it half damage at 33.
0: All right, so that's going to be 16. Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm going to have uh, lies take a step forward and slam. Power attack slam. 30. 30 hits. 15. And then second
0: slam is 16. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, 16 will not hit. All right, and that brings us back to Vipera. <sighs>
3: Do I keep on going after Cedo or the blue guy? Either way, Vipira takes a five foot step to the east. Okay. And... Yeah, fuck it. She's getting claw-claw Cito. Live by the claw, die by the claw. Uh... 22... <laughs> 22 to hit.
0: Twenty-two is <sighs> not gonna hit.
3: Oh yeah, and
0: how about a 19? Nineteen will also not hit.
3: Ooh, fun! I enjoyed this.
0: Yep, 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 yep. My peer
3: is Okay. Dead.
1: <laughs> Tom, you did this to yourself.
3: Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> okay. Let's face it. This <laughs> you just you sounded so <laughs> sad about. it. I was like, yeah, I would have just liked to put up a little bit more of a fight, you know? Just uh, man, uh,
1: you're not dead yet. Eh, yeah,
3: I'm pretty close to it. Like, he hits twice, I'm, I'm, I'm down.
0: All right, uh, up next is the Fallen. The blue one's going to kind of fan out his attacks as a full attack action. Uh, first, he's going after Vipira. The Longsword It's going to be a 32.
3: What the fuck?
0: Yeah, that hits. Okay, that was a critical threat, so I'm going to roll to confirm. <laughs> uh, 31.
3: <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay, uh, Matt, can I get a crit card? So this is called Brow to
4: normal damage, and one con and charisma damage.
0: Yikes. All
4: and right. a minus two penalty on
0: perception and ranged attacks until healed. All right. Yeah, this thing just comes straight down, gets Vipira uh, just all the way down, uh, probably really fucking her nose up uh, as it just goes from brow to chin, like the card says. Fortunately, you guys have so much... Energy resistance for negative energy at this point, that I'm not even going to bother rolling for that part. You take one point of force damage. All right, and then it's going to move on and attack Rogueyar with its second longsword attack. It's going to be an 18 to hit. Does not hit. Okay. Uh, it's going to keep going down the line and try to shield slam Utrid. It's a 26 to hit. Alright, then it's going to double back and go for Rogiar with its second shield slam. Uh, 18 to hit. Does not hit. Alright, Vipira, I am going to need a will save from you.
3: 18.
0: Uh, So, Vipira, you take a minus four penalty on your saving throws versus fear effects. Oh, okay. And complementing that, Fallen's. Uh, full attack. The other fallen is going to take a full round action using its dazzling display feat. It's going to attempt to intimidate everybody within 30 feet of it. That's a natural 20 for a 40. Jesus.
2: <laughs> Against my what?
0: But yeah, so the DC is 10 plus your level plus your wisdom modifier. So yeah. 20 plus your wisdom modifier.
1: 19 for Utrin. Right, <laughs> oh
0: my God! <laughs>
1: Wisdom and charisma are dump stats.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, 21 for Vipera. Okay, Randolph.
2: 24.
0: And Thalias
2: Well, his wisdom's a minus one, so
0: so that's 17. Wow. All right, <laughs> so okay, so Thalias and Utrid are going to be demoralized for five rounds. Uh, so yeah. everybody else is demoralized for four rounds.
2: And what does the demoralization do there?
0: It's a, basically a minus two on all D20 rolls. Yeah, that's that sucks, and it's now Rogiar's turn. Okay. Um,
4: well, he did not appreciate any of that, so he's going to gather power, which provokes. Okay. And then he's going to use that for an empowered air blast at the blue guy right in front of
0: him. So he's going to make an attack of opportunity... That's going to be a 31 to hit. That hits. Take 8 points of damage and give me a will save. That's a 21 will save. If the kineticist takes damage during or after gathering power, uh, and before using the kinetic blast that releases it, they need to make a concentration check. DC is 10, plus the damage taken, plus the effective spell level of their kinetic blast or lose the energy in a wild surge that forces them to accept the number of points of burn equal to the number of points by which their gathered power would have reduced the burn cost. Right. So it'll it'll give me one point of burn if I
4: fail this. Yes. And it's a DC 23 concentration check. Okay. So it's a D20 plus 16. Okay, that's pretty good odds. That's a 30 on the concentration check. Very nice. Rogiar keeps his shit together. All right. And air blast. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep going with the deadly aim because
0: eventually it's got to work. Okay. 33 to hit. Uh, that hits. You're, you're, you're hitting uh, the same fallen? Yeah, the blue one. All right. Uh, so that is
4: 43 and 21. That's
0: 64 damage halved becomes 32 yeah all right both of these fallen have taken a fair amount of damage each uh, but they seem like they're still moving pretty good and it's now Utrid's turn
1: okay I'm going to spend an arcana point to put speed on my scimitar and I'm going to take a full round at the blue guy Oh, it's oh. a natural one to start.
0: Okay, roll to confirm. It's
4: a
1: 17 to confirm. That's gonna
4: confirm. Oh. This is a backswing. The attack deals damage to you instead of the target. Okay.
2: Hey guys, I'm starting to not feel so good about this fight. So it just takes the... I take the
1: 11 damage? Yeah. Okay, then the second attack is a 22 to hit.
0: Okay, uh, 22 will not hit.
1: Okay... And then, because I have speed, I can take one last attack at full bonus. Yes, sir. Ah, yeah, that's a 17, so that's not gonna hit.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I'm rolling pretty garbo.
0: And it's now Sito's turn.
1: Dearly beloved, we have
3: gathered here today.
2: Ain't nobody at your funeral. What's uh?
0: Sito's <laughs> gonna take a Sito's gonna take a five foot step continue focusing on Vipira but she sees that uh Rogiar is only uh he's only getting threatened by one enemy so she's going to <laughs> join in that um and she raises her sword again she says I Amadei, grant my weapon deadly power I will bear the burden and her sword uh starts crackling with this this red energy uh huh, uh huh. And she's gonna full attack on Vipira. Uh, that's gonna be a 31 to hit.
3: <sighs> yeah, that hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: that hits. Alright. That's another 32. Nope. 35. Alright. 37 points of damage. Oh, okay. I- is this cold iron?
3: Cold? No. Whatever. Uh, alright. No. So then
0: it goes down to 35. Okay. And, uh,. Sudo seems to flinch a little bit, like, uh, she took a little bit of damage from that vicious sword swing, and she winds up for a second one. What's her health at? That's another... Yeah, what's her health at? (laughs) Oh, I'm at...
3: (laughs) I don't like that you're asking. It's at 20 right now. What's your con?
0: uh, Yeah, what's your con?
3: (laughs) It's at a minus one, so I think it's a seven...
1: Seventeen... So 20 more than 27 damage is going to kill you outright. Right. No, 37 damage.
0: Yeah, 37. That's another 31 to hit.
3: Oh, yeah, that hits.
0: Wow. So far so good, Tom.
2: What do you mean? I mean, so far not that good. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. Tom,
0: Where are you
4: getting 17? Your your con is a 14.
2: Oh, f- oh shit.
4: Sito
0: deals 32 points of damage.
2: <laughs> Fucking
1: so
2: you were actually
1: three points oh, shit. lower. So no. That put you at 33. Oh, you telling shit. me he's one at... away from dead dead?
3: Yep, 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 yep. Oh. Well, you
4: factor your DR in.
3: Oh right. Holy shit. Uh. All right. So that much means much better. I'm three. <laughs> I'm three points away from dead dead.
0: So yeah, she just like, like slice, slice. And Vipera drops to the floor, gushing blood, and Sito's sword seems to like the like the holy light uh, imbuing it seems to like wriggle with bloodlust and joy at felling an enemy, and she and she stares down at the floor for a moment, kind of taking in the satisfaction of dropping Vipera, and then without like lifting her head. Her eyes dart back up as she squares away against Rogiár, and we'll see you next week.
2: Oh. <laughs> you guys fucked this up so bad! Oh my god! On the what do you mean, you guys?
0: Incompetence! Everyone podcast. except you.
3: Oh my god! See ya. Yeah, I'll definitely got to Thea. See ya. Thea, see ya, Thea. See ya.